Welcome to Let's Parent on Purpose. This is a podcast designed to encourage and equip you as we work on building our kids that will build the kingdom of God. My name is Jay Holland, and I'll be your host as I aim to share some of the most helpful tools that I've come across in over 20 years of being involved in student ministry, foster parenting, and raising my own kids. Hey guys, thanks for joining today, and I wanted to ask a favor of you. If this has been a benefit to you, if you feel like it's been helpful to you at all, then the big favor would be, would you share it with somebody else? Um, you know, there's a, I know as a parent, a lot of times I just feel like I'm overwhelmed, um, and I know somebody's got the answer out there, and sometimes I just can't get a hold of the right resource, and just getting a little bit of help at a time um, can be great. You know, you never know when hearing something that you've heard over and over again just might come at the right time, the perfect time for you, and it makes sense. And so um, that would be a big help. It's it's the same amount of work to do this for a few people or a lot of people. So um, share it if you think it would be of a benefit to a friend, a relative, somebody else you know. Um, you can do that through sharing through the, the iTunes link or uh, as well, letsparentonpurpose.com, where all of the podcasts are archived and there's a, a blog post that goes along with each one. So that would just be really helpful, and I would appreciate that. And now let's talk for a few minutes about enabling your kids, because I know that that's what we all want to do. We want to enable our kids. But this is actually in a good way. So let me give you a little background. Uh, once upon a time, I had one kid. I had one daughter, and it turns out that she was the smartest girl in the world. And she was the prettiest girl in the world. And she was the most theologically deep girl in the world. Um, she was just awesome in every way that you can possibly be awesome. So awesome that she was the best at all of it. And I, and I think we told her that along the way. Um, then something happened. I had other kids. And now all of a sudden I have a dilemma. Because this one can't be the best at everything in the world. Um, because all of my kids can't be the best at everything in the world. And I certainly don't want to set up a situation in my house where she's resented because she's the smartest and the prettiest and the most talented and the best at everything. Um, so I kind of had to stop using that language. And um, maybe it wasn't me. Maybe it was just the grandparents telling her that all the time because that's what grandparents do. And I totally plan on doing that as a grandparent as well. Um, so I stopped using some of that language where just you're the best and you're the smartest. But I noticed something uh, along the way. I noticed that using that kind of language um, might have actually ended up hurting her. You see, my daughter actually is really talented at a lot of stuff, but it turns out that there are people out there that are also incredibly talented, sometimes in the same area as she is and sometimes in totally different areas. And what was happening in, in my child's life is things that she was naturally good at, and there were some things that she was naturally good at, she just gravitated towards and she delighted in. Um, but things that she wasn't already good at the first time she did them, the first time she practiced them, it's kind of like she wanted nothing to do with them. It's, it's, it's almost like ingraining in her mind that, you know, you're so smart. Like she's very, very good at reading Um insanely good. She actually passed me on reading speed, I think, when she was in third grade. Um, very, very good at it. And, and she'll consume that stuff. But then you would get to other academic subjects that didn't come as naturally, or maybe um, other hobbies that just didn't come as naturally. And it felt like there was just this brick wall 
where a lot of times there wasn't even this desire to try it. And then as I had other kids, I noticed kind of the same thing, that, that as we complimented, man, you're just great at this, you're just great at that, um, they were great at it, except they just sometimes didn't even want to try things that they weren't already great at. Uh, and and actually, it was getting into school this year and going to some of the PTA meetings at, at my kids' elementary. I have some elementary kids. They started talking about something called uh, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And as they began to describe it, it just made total sense. Um, you see, with a fixed mindset, um, people go into things with a fixed mindset already having their mind made up about something. So how does this work out? If if you say that I'm smart, then that's great. I, I put my confidence in my natural smartness. Um, if you say I'm athletic, I put my confidence in my natural athletic ability. And, and it's not bad to compliment somebody in those things, but inevitably somebody is going to be smarter than me. Somebody's going to be more athletic than me. And what happens a lot of times with, with a fixed mindset is a, a person with a fixed mindset will say, well, that person's just smarter than me. That's why they do better on this. Well, that person's just more athletic than me. You know, I'm, I'm more athletic than person A, but person B is just more athletic than me. So why even try? Because they're just better. Um, and, and you find that people with a fixed mindset, uh, they tend to hit brick walls a lot. They'll gravitate to things they're good at until they come across somebody who's better than them at it. Um, and then either they'll just stay where they are, they they may not go further, or they'll find something else different. And if it's something that they're not already really good at, uh, a lot of times there's just frustration and very, very little desire to put the work into it that uh, that is needed to get better. The other word that they were using is, is something called a growth mindset. And a growth mindset isn't focused so much on what the results are right now, but it's focused on the process. Uh, so, you know, I may not get this today, but I'm getting it and I'm going to get it. And uh, a growth mindset uh, sees a brick wall and, and looks at it as this is an obstacle, not a, not a dead end. This is something to get around or to get it to get go over or or to even get through, not something to turn around and go the other way. And you know, in truth, we want our kids to have a growth mindset. Uh, we don't we don't want them to be confined to whatever they're already naturally good at at five or at ten or at fifteen years old. Um, and you see that this actually plays out in adults. Uh, how many adults? You know, you hit past college. How many adults are just feel like they could never learn a new language, they could never get better in a new hobby. Um, just whatever is, is what will always be. And and you see this play out in so many different areas. Um, I'm in the economic situation I'm in just because of circumstance, and I'm going to stay there because like, I don't have any way to get out of it. I'm stuck in this job. Um, sometimes in dating relationships, I'm stuck in this relationship because it just is what it is. Um, and that's so terribly unhealthy. Um, I see the same thing spiritually with people. I'll see people, well, you just have a naturally better relationship with the Lord, or you're just naturally a better speaker, or you just, you just know God's Bible. I could, I could never, could never, never, ever, I could never know the Bible like that. As if somebody woke up one morning at four years old and had the Bible memorized and knew where these stories were. Um, so we don't want a fixed mindset as adults, and we certainly don't want to accidentally ingrain that in our kids. 
So what can we do? How can we enable our kids to have a growth mindset? Well, there's one thing that you can compliment on your kids that should enable them to get smarter, to get better looking, if that's the issue, to become more athletic, and and to go deeper in the relationship with the Lord. If there's something you're going to compliment, compliment their work ethic, because everybody has control of their work ethic. And so if you have a, if you have a kid who comes home with Let's say they had all C's before and they they get all B's. Or let's say they get straight A's. Let's say they come home right from the get-go with straight A's. Instead of just saying, wow, straight A's, you are so smart. Instead say, wow, I bet you worked so hard to get this. I am so proud of the effort that you made to do this. Because I know you can't naturally be good in every subject, but you have A's in every subject. You did so great. If, if your kid is, or maybe sometimes not even your kid, maybe you get to help parent the other kids in the neighborhood or relatives, stuff like that. Instead of just saying, man, you're just so athletic, you're just such a natural athlete, which is true for some people and is good, compliment their skills. Uh, wow, it looks like you have put so much work into getting good at soccer. Like you just have such great ball movement. Um you are so, like I see that you must have practiced and practiced and practiced at basketball or gymnastics or whatever it is. Um, compliment the process and not just the results. Um, look at what they had to do to get there and reinforce that because that will carry over. You know, I, I would much rather have somebody who has a hard work ethic than somebody who is naturally gifted. I can go much further with somebody who who has the confidence that if they stick with it and they put in the time, they'll get to where they need to be, instead of somebody that maybe comes in naturally much more confident in their ability, um, but is easily dissuaded when it comes to actually putting in the work. So compliment their work ethic. And if you can compliment over and over and reinforce and reward the effort and the ethic, then you will enable your kid to go further, to go faster, to climb higher. And and again, the same thing works spiritually. The same thing works in the relationship with God. Um, instead of just, you know, saying, man, you're such a gifted speaker. You just, God gives you such great insight. If they know the Bible, you need to reward and compliment that they know the Bible because it takes work to memorize the Bible. There's nobody that I know who just knows Genesis to Revelation without having put a lot of time in it. Now, some memorize much more quickly than others by nature, um, but they all have to put work in. And my salvation with God is completely free. It is a gift. of It's not free. It costs Jesus everything, but it's, it's a gift from God. Um, Bible says in Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine, it says, by, by grace, you are saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, so that nobody can boast in their salvation. Um, but then it goes on to say, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared us for beforehand. So, so even in that, there's the gift of salvation and the expectation of work. And I'll tell you, I got two girls, and I tell them they're beautiful all the time. I tell them they're beautiful all the time. But I also want to compliment not just, hey, you're, you're beautiful, but 
I appreciate that you put care into taking care of yourself. You know, with the little one, I'm so proud of you for taking baths and brushing your teeth. Uh, for the old one, I, you know, I appreciate that you take time to look to look your best, but also not advertise your assets to the whole world. I, I see that you are working hard to 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 just use the gifts that God's giving you, but also um, that you're not cheapening yourself to where you're advertising yourself as a piece of meat. And I'm so proud of that. And I do just want to make a comment. I can I can imagine somebody listening to this and uh, being cynical and saying, you know, you're talking about when you say reward the effort, uh, you're that's like giving a participation trophy. And and no, I'm actually not talking about getting a participation trophy. Um, if if kids playing on a team and they win first place, great, give them a trophy. If their team stunk, then sometimes we just need to be realistic and say, hey, you guys weren't very good as a team. But if you keep working hard, you might get that trophy next year. So it's it's not it's not just pretending that no matter what happened, as long as they tried, that's acceptable. It's 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 complementing hard work. It's reinforcing in them. You know what? You are one of the hardest workers that I have ever seen. Um, you know what's wild is I see this, for instance, um, in, in student ministry. I've got I've got a couple kids who are. Um, a little bit dyslexic and they are not natural readers and they have had to work really hard to grow the the academic skills and the processes to be able to read what just might come naturally to other people but what i've seen in those same kids that they have put in that time and effort in learning to read and it seems like it's spilled over in other areas of their life where they just have insanely hard work ethics and I know that those kids who might be academically disadvantages, disadvantaged are going to go further. Um, they're going to go faster over the long run. They're going to climb higher than those that might be ingrained with natural talents um, who just never developed that ethic. So what about you? What about your case? Uh, in what ways can you think to ingrain and enabling your kids a strong work ethic? In what ways do you see... Um, that they have a fixed mindset, and how can you push that towards a growth mindset? And and the first thing might be looking in the mirror. Where are you displaying a fixed mindset? Where are you just kind of living in fatalism and saying things are like they are just because they are and there's nothing I can do about them? Um, I, I hate taking verses out of context and uh, you, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's, that's absolutely... Uh, not applicable to everything in the world. That's not what it's meant to be. Paul was actually talking about going through plenty and being in starvation and being able to endure it all through Jesus. Um, at the same time, I want to remember that I have the Holy Spirit inside me, that God has destined me to grow, to become more mature, to grow in my spiritual walk, and to grow in my natural skills so that I can be a more useful human being and more valuable to the kingdom of God. So I want to have a growth mentality myself, and that is the best way. If I can show that and process that with my kids, that's the best way, I think, to reflect to them. Look, Daddy and Mommy weren't naturally good at all this stuff. We worked really hard, and let's come beside you and work really hard in these areas, and you will get great as well. Let's enable our kids. Let's just do it in the right way, and let's let them pass us far beyond 
uh, because they can benefit not just from the mistakes that we've made, but from the, the tools that we've now been equipped with to pour into them. Let's parent on purpose. Hey, that's it for today. I hope it's been a blessing to you and a help. If, if you're a visual learner, not just an auditory learner, you can go on letsparentonpurpose.com and read largely the same stuff that blog is up today, as well as archives of all of the other podcasts and blogs we have. This is a ministry of Covenant Fellowship Baptist Church in Stewart, Florida. And if you're on the Treasure Coast and don't have a church home, we would love for you to come visit us. You can check out covenantfellowship.com for service times and learn all about our ministry. Uh, again, if this is helpful to you, share it with others. Share it on Facebook, on iTunes, on the Instagram, the Twitter, wherever you share things, share it. This has been Jay Holland for Let's Parent on Purpose. I uh, just want to remind you that God loves you. And uh, hey, remember to enjoy parenting. This is going to go quick. These kids are going to be gone soon, and then we'll be sad and lonely. So uh, soak it up, and we'll talk to you soon.